You're listening to Nonprofit Confidential, episode number 28. Welcome back to Nonprofit Confidential for our first Nonprofit Boss Network episode. If you haven't had a chance to yet, check out our last episode, episode number 27. It goes into detail about why we've added another episode per week that focuses on developing your skills as a boss. One thing you might be wondering is, am I considered a boss? The way I see it, you are a boss if you supervise anyone, whether it's a group of volunteers, an intern, one person, a department, or if you lead an entire organization. The skills that it takes to lead are relevant regardless of how many people you're supervising or managing. But there is an important difference between managing and leading. There's also a time to manage and a time to lead, and that's the topic of today's podcast. Before I get into the episode, though, have you downloaded our free guide yet? It's called Five Mindset Shifts That Will Instantly Make You a Better Boss, and you can find it right on the homepage when you head to thirdsuite.com. This guide is one of those things that you want to print out and pin up where you can see it so you can remember the mindset shifts and put them to use every day. And while you're at it, don't forget to join our private Nonprofit Boss Network Facebook group. This community is a safe space for you to share your concerns or struggles and to get advice from people who have been where you are. I'll also go live in the group every Thursday at noon Eastern to answer questions that have come up throughout the week. You can find that group by searching for a nonprofit boss network in Facebook. Okay, let's get right into today's episode where we're answering the question, what is the difference between a leader and a manager? These two terms are often used interchangeably. We talk about managers or directors being part of organizational leadership, or as team members, we regard the person in charge as our leader. Because of this, we often get the sense that these two words mean the same thing, but they're actually very different, and understanding the differences is important if you're going to become a standout boss. I hate to say it, but just because you're a boss, it doesn't make you a leader. People may regard you as a leader because they have to, based on the organizational chart you're technically above them. But ideally, people regard you as a leader because they want to. So when you're truly a leader, it means that people want to follow you, not because they have to, but because they choose to. Understanding the difference between the two sets the stage for expectations. When you think of the responsibilities of the executive director of a nonprofit, you likely will include things like vision, creation, future focus, and organizational growth in their basket. But when you think of the responsibilities of a manager, you'll likely include things like planning, organizing, and monitoring. So if you're expecting a leader to organize, you're going to be let down. Likewise, if you're expecting a manager to create and dream big, you're also going to be let down. When we define leader versus manager in this way, based on the tasks or responsibilities, we can begin to see that being a leader or a manager actually has nothing to do with job title or organizational charts. It's really about who embodies the qualities of a leader or a manager. 
So you can have an executive director who is technically the leader of the organization, but who acts as a manager. And you can have someone with a job title like volunteer manager who has a manager in their title, but really acts as a leader. The most important thing, though, is that organizations and teams need both leaders and managers. There's a great quote from Inc.com that explains this perfectly. It says, Leadership without management is dreaming. A team with leadership but no management is lucky to get the job done. Management without leadership is the DMV, bureaucracy without passion. A team with management but without leadership rarely excels, nor do people like working in it. Both leadership and management is important, and they each have their place. So what are the main differences? This list can probably go on indefinitely, so what I did was summarize the ones that I think are the most important and the most applicable to our work. The first distinction is one you may have heard before. Leadership ensures the right things get done, whereas management ensures things get done right. This statement is essentially another way of saying that leadership focuses on strategy, whereas management focuses on implementation. For example, since Giving Tuesday was just around the corner and it's on the brain for many of us, a leader might question whether participating in Giving Tuesday is a good use of the organization's resources. They may weigh their options and consider that while Giving Tuesday definitely has its pros, it's also a really competitive day near the end of the year. So a leadership activity is determining whether the nonprofit should participate in Giving Tuesday at all. On the other hand, a manager would look at the tasks associated with Giving Tuesday, delegating and monitoring progress as needed. So they might delegate the social media posts to the marketing person, work with the fundraising staff to contact their donors and get them excited for Giving Tuesday, and then monitor as the funds roll in. The manager isn't analyzing strategy. They're just making sure that everyone is on task and the organization is on track to hit their targets for Giving Tuesday. So leaders focus on strategy, managers focus on tasks. Another distinction is that managers solve problems, but leaders ensure the problem doesn't occur again. What this means is that when facing a problem, someone acting as a manager will merely see the problem at hand and work to solve it. But this is short-sighted thinking. Someone acting in a leadership capacity, though, will look beyond the short term and ask what's the root cause of the problem. So in this way, the problem is essentially eliminated. Let's look at a scenario involving a database. Let's say that your nonprofit's database is unreliable because data entry is time-consuming, so staff naturally put off entering their data. If you run a report in the middle of the month versus the end of the month, the problem is you end up with different information. If someone were to manage this problem, they might give staff deadlines for when their data has to be entered into the system, or perhaps they would try to motivate staff by making it a game to see who could enter their data in the quickest. And this may work, but the root problem that data entry is time-consuming is still there. The person acting as a manager merely solved the current scenario. But what happens when people lose motivation or they've played the game a few times and now they're over it? 
the manager has to think of another way to get staff to enter their data. A leader would look at the route and ask, why is data entry so time-consuming? How can we make this process more efficient? Are there tools we can use to sync or import data? So the distinction here is really the thought process of how can we solve the problem versus how can we eliminate the problem? Okay, the third important distinction is that managers control risk, whereas leaders take risks. Risk sounds like it would always be a bad thing and that everyone would want to avoid it. But I'm also sure you've heard the saying, more risk, more reward. So how are managers and leaders different when it comes to taking risk? Someone acting as a manager works to minimize all risk, all risk meaning good and bad. Of course, it's not helpful to be reckless, but some level of risk is necessary for growth. Management, however, acts to control all risk so that the status quo can be maintained. On the other hand, a leader doesn't view all risk as bad. They're willing to take a calculated risk in order to reap the rewards. Again, they aren't behaving recklessly, but rather they evaluate the downside and determine whether the reward is worth the risk. A good example of how managers versus leaders view risk is to consider change. Change, whether good or bad, is risky. When you introduce change into your organization, you risk ruffling feathers, staff might get stressed out or maybe even leave. There's a learning curve to adapt to the change. But change is also how organizations progress, move forward, and achieve a greater impact. So someone acting as a manager hesitates to introduce change. They'll resist it and harp on all the negatives associated with change. A leader, on the other hand, recognizes that while change comes with risks and its downsides, it's also necessary for growth and to ultimately have a greater impact. Another example is to consider the case of lost funding for an organization. Perhaps a grant fell through or some donors pulled back. A manager's first reaction would likely be to cut expenses, maybe even cut back on some programs. This minimizes risk in the face of lost funding. But a leader's reaction would be to take this opportunity to find new funding. Rather than decrease expenses or, worse yet, cut down on the number of people served, a leader would initially challenge the organization to raise more money. Okay, on to the fourth distinction. The fourth distinction between managers and leaders is that managers report on value, whereas leaders create value. This is kind of confusing, so let me explain this one another way. Managers report on the progress that has been made toward existing goals. So if there's a goal to build a new gym at the school, a manager would report on how much progress was made each day or week or month. Leaders, on the other hand, are the ones who say, let's build that gym. Let's find a new way to add value to those we serve. Again, these are people acting like managers or acting like leaders. It doesn't have to be the person at the top of the org chart who comes up with the ideas that add value to the organization. In fact, many executive directors spend their time reporting on progress instead of being future-focused and creating value. So by nature of the tasks associated with being a leader, creativity and strategizing for the future, Leaders determine ways to create value, whereas managers report on the progress. 
Finally, we're on to our fifth and final distinction between leaders and managers. Managers delegate, whereas leaders empower. Let's look at an example to get familiar with this distinction. It's getting close to the end of the year, and hopefully you've already sent out your year-end mailing. So let's imagine a scenario in which you're working with your team to put together the letter and get the mailing out. There are several steps to this process. As you know, you have to write the letter itself, go through rounds of edits, but you also need to pull the list of donors and figure out the logistics of the mailing process itself. For instance, when do you want the letter to land in mailboxes? Now, on this team, you are the head of the project, and you're the most experienced writer. You write the annual appeal every year, and you've had great results. On your team, though, are several development associates who could stretch their abilities and write this letter with some assistance. If you were acting as a manager, you would just look at the list of tasks ahead of you and delegate completion to members of the team who you know can complete the task. You know you're the one with the most experience writing appeal letters, so you'll take that on. And you know that the development associates know the donor database and can pull contact information. How would a leader handle this? A leader would empower the development associates to take a shot and try to write the appeal letter. They would go so far as to help them develop their skills as a writer, particularly when it comes to writing fundraising letters. This leader doesn't know whether the development associate will be great at it or not, but they empower this person to try and learn. Those who manage tend to end up doing the hardest tasks on a project themselves because they don't know if the other team members can do them, but they know that they can do it themselves, so they decide to take it on. Those who lead actually don't take on very many tasks. Rather, they empower those around them to take on activities and instead act in an advisory capacity. Even though this is the last one on the list, it's actually a really important one. If you find yourself feeling as if you always have to do everything or if you don't do it, it won't get done or it won't get done right, I definitely would want you to reflect on this fifth and final distinction because it's possible maybe you're acting as a manager instead of a leader and you're taking on too much instead of empowering your staff to try new things and stretch their abilities. So to summarize, the five distinctions that I think are the most important differences between managers and leaders or rather those who are acting as managers and leaders, are one, leadership ensures the right things get done, whereas management ensures things get done right. Two, managers solve problems, but leaders ensure the problem never occurs again. Three, managers control risk, whereas leaders take risk. Four, managers report on value, whereas leaders create value. And five, managers delegate, whereas leaders empower. Okay, so why are these distinctions important? I touched on this a little bit at the beginning of this episode, but let's really dive into it. Organizations need both leaders and managers to thrive. Although it might appear as if acting as a leader is always the best option, in reality, it's not. There's a time when it's appropriate to lead, and there's a time for managing. So that means one person can actually be both a leader and a manager. You just need to know when it's the right time to wear your leader hat and when it's the right time to wear your manager hat. 
Whether it's the right time to lead or the right time to manage depends on the situation that you're in. And we can lump these situations into two general categories, which represent the ends of a spectrum. These categories are stability and crisis. So when things are looking great and your organization is experiencing stability, this is a great time to act as a leader. Remember, leaders are future-oriented, imaginative, and empower others. When things are good, you have the freedom to let your staff make mistakes and develop solutions. But when your organization is in crisis mode, it's time to manage. You don't have the luxury of allowing your staff to test things out. Instead, you have immediate problems that need to get solved. So put on your manager's hat and delegate or fix it. If you think about it in terms of an emergency, this makes logical sense. If there was a fire in the building, you wouldn't wait to evacuate while your team comes up with creative ways to escape. Instead, you would delegate tasks and get everyone out of there. In our daily lives, though, this distinction isn't always so clear. And like I mentioned, those two general categories, stability and crisis, fall on the ends of the spectrum. So that means there's a whole lot of gray area between these two ends. But most bosses tend to lean towards management instead of leadership, even when it's not called for. So what can you do to make sure that you act as a leader when it's the right time and you act as a manager when it's the right time? The best thing you can do as a boss is check in with yourself as each new situation arises and consider the following questions. First, determine if this situation falls on one end of the spectrum. Is your team or organization in or nearing a crisis? If the answer is yes, then you know it's appropriate to act as a manager. If the answer is no, then you'll likely employ a mix of leadership and management, also called proactive leadership. Second, if your situation is a more future-focused strategic situation, when is your deadline? This is important to determine because even if you have a long time to attend to a situation, at some point it's going to turn into a crisis. For instance, even if you have five months to write a grant, one week before the grant is due, it becomes an urgent task that has to get done. So while you might act as a leader and empower one of your team members to tackle that grant while while you still have five months to go, once that deadline gets closer, you'll need to act less like a leader and more like a manager. With some planning and guidance, however, a crisis is clearly avoidable in this scenario. Lastly, ask yourself, how can I empower my team in this situation? Are there tasks that I'm taking on that, with a little training and guidance, I could empower my staff to take on? It might take more time on the front end, but in the long run, it benefits you to develop your staff. My goal with this episode is really to get you thinking about how you can utilize these two skill sets, management and leadership, to be a great boss. When you understand the differences and when to apply leadership and management appropriately, you can truly get the most out of your team and become more productive yourself. So your homework, so to say, after this episode is to reflect and try to identify when do you act as a leader and when do you act as a manager? Are there times when you manage, but perhaps the situation is better suited to leading? 
and vice versa. Are there times when you lead, but you should really be managing? Okay, guys, thanks so much for joining me on our first Nonprofit Boss Network episode. I hope you got a lot of value out of this, and I'd really love your feedback. Join our private Nonprofit Boss Network Facebook group and let me know what you thought and let me know what topics you want covered as well. All right. Thanks so much for joining me today. I will talk to you soon. Thank you.